BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Hey, gang, can we decompress, can I decompress, and talk a little bit about yesterday with RFK Jr.? It was a really special broadcast, a live show in a small theater in the Philly Burbs, specifically in Norristown, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And RFK Jr. was my guest in the third hour of the program. If you haven't watched, I encourage you to watch the totality of the YouTube video. It's in all my social media. Um, I felt sorry for those who couldn't make it because we had a very intimate setting. It's called the Center Theater in Norristown, Pennsylvania, where they have this very special Charles Bloxon exhibition in African-American history. It's just a really neat building, and I've never been in it before. A little embarrassed about that because it's not too far from where I live. Uh, I've been in that courthouse. So that is my county courthouse. I've not only tried cases there, but, you know, if I have an issue with voter registration or I get summoned for jury duty, one block from the theater where we were is is where I go. We picked the date because it worked for him and it worked for me and it worked for Sirius XM, never knowing that it was the 55th anniversary of the assassination of his father. His father literally, meaning RFK, died 55 years ago today. He right. died one year after being shot at the Ambassador Hotel day. Yep. in Los Angeles. So it was an opportune moment to talk about his father, about his uncle, about his campaign. And as I said to him yesterday, one hour is not enough. We scaled down the commercial load. And it, it just scratched the surface of so many different areas, but was nevertheless very illuminating. I mean, he is he is really an interesting personality and he's very steeped in history. A lot of stuff that's controversial about his viewpoints. I knew that going in, um, but I really enjoyed having him. I, I was sorry only for the fact that the tickets were in such demand and there was an enormous road closure Yesterday, I, I actually left my house hearing the sound of helicopters. Right, because it was one of. It, it, uh, thank God, as far as I know, nobody perished. But yeah, it was a no. There was a fatality. Ah, shit! That really, was, that happened. That was reported oh, overnight. No, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Many. I, I don't know how many were taken to Lankanaw, but there were helicopters. You heard both um, news helicopters and medevacs. So the, yes, but someone did die overnight. They haven't released the name. I'm sorry to hear that. But in any event, a major artery closed yesterday yep. it backed up traffic everywhere it's i mean it's we're talking road. we're talking from 4 50 a.m when the accident happened to right past noontime the major artery 
was closed. And the one that you'd use or we would use to, to get go to the there. theater. Exactly. Right. So it was it was a bit of a show. It do was a bit to, of a do show. Do we want but to talk about driving to the theater I, or I, not at this moment? Not at this moment. Okay. But I, I shouldn't I shouldn't complain now knowing there was a fatality about the fact that some people had to miss an interview. But the point is this I heard from a number of you I had some friends who, who said I just couldn't it. do it. Yeah. I got stuck in traffic right. and then I, then yeah. I frankly I gave up. Yeah. I gave up. Um, before I go further, because I want to play some of the sound, I, you know, I was conducting the interview. I didn't have the opportunity to react in real time, but I want to make sure that I make this point. We're doing it again on June 20 with Vivek Ramaswamy. And if you'd like to be in the theater for that event, go to my Facebook page, click on the banner. That'll take you to the link. Same deal. There's no price for tickets per se, but we're hopeful that you'll write a check to this wonderful exhibition and theater as a little something-something for for the experience. So, okay, first two hours of the program, relatively normal yesterday, had Admiral Stavridis talking about uh, what's been going on in the Straits of Taiwan, had Chris Matthews providing a little bit of history about the Kennedys generally, and then RFK Jr. came in for the third hour of the program, and after we exchanged pleasantries, and of course I complimented his wife, and I'm not going to run through everything, but I just, for the benefit of those who didn't hear it, I want to give you an overview, but I also want to react right. from my perspective to some of the things that, that were going on. So we're on a small stage. There are about 125 people in seats who are gathered around and watching. Um, it's a great venue. Yes. It really intimate, is. Intimate. Yeah. So intimate. Yeah. The lighting was yeah. great. Uh, the, the boys at Creative Outfit did a great job with the production they values yeah, on the go video. Go check it out on YouTube. Tommy McDonald, our old friend, always engineering our special events. He was in the house. You and I the both sound say, quality was great. When you walk in and you see Tommy. You relax. You, you relax. You yeah, you relax. Yeah. So I wanted purposefully to up front talk to him about spasmodic dysphonia the affliction that he has with his vocal cords and let him explain what's the deal does it impact you in any other way well it just makes it hard to talk and i can't listen to myself like people say you know people tell me um oh you have to listen to yourself on tv you did this show like i will never it would, I would rather go to a dentist without anesthesia than to listen to this. Well, wait, you know, not this show. Yeah, this, even this, this show. No, no, this hour you're going to want to listen to. It's all the other <laughs> interviews that you've done that you shouldn't. But I can't listen to it. It doesn't impact your thought process. It no. doesn't impact your physical ability to do the job for which you're running. No, no. He, sa- he said that he had traveled with Cheryl to Japan and had a special surgery that made it better. I don't I don't know about everyone else who's listening. I mean, I've had people tell me they find it to be a distraction. Being in his company, interviewing him, I knew I wanted to ask up front, lest anybody tune in who hadn't heard him before. But it, it was not distracting to me. It's not an issue for me. It, I think two things. One is I didn't know you were going to do that first off. And I think that was a very good thing to do because I think it's just, if, if you don't know about it, it's jarring. And, and even if you do recognize that he has a voice, an issue with his voice, some people don't know what it is. That's the first thing. Second thing is, it is much better in person. Maybe it's just the whole being, he's there. Do you think it's, so? I do. I think it's, I think it's, he's much it's much easier in person. So I think both of those things were very important. Well, some days I know for him, some days are better than others. Some some days are good voice days. Some days are not good voice days. I think yesterday he was having a pretty decent uh, voice day. Okay, He had a lot to say. He certainly did. Okay, so I said it was the 55th anniversary 
of the assassination of his father, he does not believe that Sirhan Sirhan killed his father. I mean, one of the things, ah, there's so so many subjects I didn't get get to and, and so much of the minutia that we just didn't have the time. And I'm sitting there and the wheels are spinning in my head and I'm saying to myself repeatedly, there's a follow-up I want to ask here. But if I ask the follow-up, especially of him, it's going to be another four to five minute uh, response. I'm not being critical. He's got a lot to say, but I'm trying to manage the clock. And then the whole show becomes a show about the assassinations. And we never even get to talk about the, the 2024 presidential campaign. So that was the difficulty that I was facing. But I want the audience to know this. Many people have questions about the JFK assassination, you know, the assassination of his uncle. But I, I think I speak for the vast, vast majority when I say that the version of what happened with his father at the Ambassador Hotel, it was captured on video. There were 70 different witnesses. You know, Rosie, get the gun, Rosie, get the gun. Everybody knows um, we think what went on. He doesn't accept that Sirhan Sirhan killed his father. And he's got a whole story about what went on there. I didn't want to spend too much time on the assassinations, but I, I did, of course, bring it up. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, given the limited time that we have, but it needs to be said. You believe that the assassination of both your uncle and your father were the result of a, I think you've said, 60-year-on war between the family and the CIA. First of all, is that fair, the way I've, I've encapsulated it? Well, I, I think that my uncle was killed because uh, of his opposition to the Vietnam War and his opposition to invading Cuba. And I think he was killed. I mean, it's very well documented. The group of people within the CIA who were involved in his assassination, many of them have confessed. Many of those confessions were deathbed confessions. But not Uh, accepted by the Warren Commission, who believed that Oswald acted alone. Yeah, the Warren Commission, which was run by Alan Dulles, who was the head of the CIA, who wheedled himself out of that commission and then ended up running it and hid the CIA involvement systematically from the commission. But um, after, in 1973, so nine years after the Warren Commission, the U.S. Congress investigated my uncle's assassination, and the U.S. Congress said, no, it was a conspiracy. And and on that commission, which and I know all the members of that commission, Richard Schweitzer, who was the senator, said the CIA killed uh, John Kennedy. And, um, and the, you know, Bob Blakey and the other members of that commission, there was a split because Blakey believed at that time that it probably was the mob because um, there was evidence. That, because they didn't know that the level of collusion between the mob and the CIA, so there was confusion. There was a fight on the commission whether on, on the assassinations committee about whether the mob or the CIA had masterminded because there was such strong evidence against both. But now we've had hundreds of thousands of documents since then that have made it very clear they didn't well, know, the, for example, they did not know that Lee Harvey Oswald was a CIA agent. Nobody knew that for 10 years after the after the assassination. You know, I mean, this is why he's a hard interview, because it all sounds so convincing, right? But there's there's always more to the story. In anticipation of the interview, I did a lot of reading, I did a lot of watching. I did a lot of listening. And I also consulted with people who knew and were experts in the subject matter. Here's one example. Gerald Posner, who's been a guest on this program. He wrote what I consider to be the definitive book on the Kennedy assassination called Case Closed. 
right? He set out, you know, looking for the unwritten story of the Kennedy assassination and ended up concluding the Warren Commission got it right. Oswald killed him and he acted alone. So on the sub, and this is where I didn't ask a follow-up because the wheels were spinning in my head and I said, it's going to be another five minutes. Do you really want to do it? But here's what Posner had told me in advance about this whole issue of was Lee Harvey Oswald a fake defector? Because Robert Kennedy's position is to say he was so easily allowed back into the United States. And what Posner said to me was this, that some mistakenly actually this is from his book. This is from Case Closed. I had it in front of me yesterday, but I want to share it with you now. Some mistakenly assumed that since Oswald had defected, it was difficult for him to obtain permission to return to the U.S., but the process was actually routine. Records show that within two months of Oswald's return, two other American defectors to Russia also returned. One of the Americans, Robert Webster, was an even more extreme case than Oswald in that Webster had successfully renounced his American citizenship, and by 1963... 36 defectors to communist countries had come back to the United States. The point is, Robert believes because Oswald was so easily able to be coming back to the U.S. and welcomed after having defected that he was a fake defector and he was really a CIA asset. Posner, having written the definitive book on the subject, said, no, no different than a lot of other individuals. Which brings me to this. So also early on, I said to him, look, I know that you believe you are censored, and I think you are censored in certain quarters. But on behalf of journalists, and I'm, by the way, I'm not I'm not embracing the uh, uh, the lack of effort that I'm about to address. But I said I can say, as one who's trying to interview you, you're a handful. Because it takes a lot of work and there's pressure on you like, oh, what's the follow up? Did you ask him about this? Did you ask him about? And I pretty much said that to him. I, let me make a bigger point. I know that you believe you are being censored in your presidential race, that there are many places where you're just not welcome because they don't want to run a risk of giving RFK Jr. a platform. True? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You are, you're, you're addressing that question as if it's my personal idiosyncratic belief. Well, I, I have a different interpretation. <laughs> oh, I, I believe you are being censored in some yeah. quarters. But I don't think that's the totality of the explanation. I, I said to this audience before you came today that a person who's commanding 20 percent in the polls warrants more attention than you are receiving. If someone on the Republican side of the aisle, I'm not talking about Trump and I'm not talking about DeSantis, but if one of the others were at 20 percent, they'd be getting a hell of a lot more attention than they're getting today. So why aren't well, you? I, I, but I, let, me, let me finish this yeah. thought. So why aren't you getting that attention? I'm sure in some quarters you are being censored. I know that that within 24 hours when I interviewed you on CNN, ABC interviewed you and left part of it uh, on the floor. You remember that, right? Yes, I remember okay. that. But here's what I now think is, is a, a larger issue, maybe not larger, but, but deserves some attention. You're a hard interview because every one of these subjects that you're raising, your, your, your uncle's assassination, your father's assassination, the fact that you don't think that Sirhan Sirhan was the killer of your father, damn, I'd love to spend an hour on every one of these, and we haven't even gotten to vaccines, nor your platform to run for president of the United States. But it's, it's a tall order, 
as a journalist to speak to you because there's such pressure. Like, are you fact-checking him in a re on real time? Did you hear what he just said about Alan Dulles? And by the way, I have a response to that. But have you given consideration that you are intimidating to journalists because they don't want to come out looking like they got the short end of the stick when they had an opportunity to question you? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And I have, um, I have, because I've spent a lot of time studying and writing books, right. um, I, and litigating these issues, I have a very detailed domain knowledge of these areas that make it very, very difficult to defend uh, orthodoxies in a, you know, because I, I just, I know the area so well. So, yeah, it is almost, for, particularly on vaccines, it's almost impossible for anybody to, um, to interview me. Okay, well, I tried, including on vaccines. I'm going to share that with you next. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Will you come back if I still have a job? <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a job, but you can come work for the campaign, Michael. <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy... That's, Junior. Well, thank, thank you for being here. Thank you, TC. <laughs> thank you, TC. What? I'm sorry. That's what? how it ended. I thought that was such a funny line. That's from how him. it ended. Did, yeah. So tell me, did you get did you get kind of blowback from people? What was the oh, what I was know, the reaction? I mean, in some quarters, social media is quite nasty. For but, sure. 
but blowback in terms of, you know, here, I mean, Sirius XM, they, they thrive on being a clearinghouse of information. Right. So, you know, the brass were in the house. Oh, no, no, no. Watching I, w- it. I definitely wasn't thinking from, I was thinking you mean like more from. like uh, CNN? No, I was thinking more from listeners and oh, stuff like that. It's certainly, I mean, in the same way yeah. you hear when I did the Roger Waters. Why would you speak to Roger well, Waters? Well, the, the comments this on is the what YouTube I, by video the way, were also really interesting. Can, can I say something? Yes. If you haven't noticed, this is what I do you for a living. To everyone. I speak to people. I get that's it. exactly right. And that's the way that it shall continue. I'll tell you something interesting to watch. If RFK is at 20% in the polls, if RFK is at 20% in the polls, uh, and others are being afforded town halls at 1%. How do you justify not giving him a town hall? Right. And I'm sure that's a very complex matter, but not on this program. Uh, not on this program. A, a quick comment or two, and then I, I've got other things that I want to share with you. Kirk, you're in Cincinnati. Quickly. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm saying that, you know, um, I'm a Trump supporter, but I am a big RFK guy. You know, they spend too much time on the vaccine stuff and you know, everything. But, I mean, when it comes to Ukraine and Fauci and everything else, he does strike a chord with a lot of Republicans. But I think with Democrats, he doesn't. But in a weird way, I think he's actually best positioned to actually beat Trump in a general election. Because even me, I might vote for him over Trump. How about, you know, the, I, think, I mean, it's it's very, it is very hard to categorize him politically how about when he said to me yesterday and i'm going to play this for you where he said i'm I'm not coming for your guns i am not coming for your guns and on and on ukraine i want to hear the audio again i've already gone back and watched the whole interview once but but he strikes i think a moral equivalency between the u.s and russia between putin invading and our foreign policy i mean these are not and he calls biden a neocon you know, like I said right, to him, what's right. the sharpest area of disagreement that you, that you have with Joe Biden? And he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, Biden's a neocon. So where he pulls from, I don't know. I don't know. But, was the, but he, he probably thinks that the 2014 overthrow of Yannick Kovic was a coup d'etat because he was democratically elected in 2010 with, with monitors. And, you know. He addressed he addressed that. He addressed it. He addressed it yesterday, Kirk. Kirk, I encourage you and everybody else, watch the whole thing. Ellen, hi, you're in New York. Greetings. Hi, Michael and T C love your show. Oh boy. I just feel I just feel that with RFK it's too much of an effort for me to figure him out. I like that Nikki Haley puts the cards on the table and she tells you exactly how she feels. I don't know if he's a Democrat or an independent. I can't figure him out. Well, I don't I, think he's being. I don't, know I don't think he's about. okay. I don't think he's being evasive. I don't think he's being. I don't think you know he's given you his answer, but his answer is just not condensable so easily to sound bites. I mean, in Mark in Mark Halpern's uh, Wide World of News today, Mark talks about his messaging and how. It's he's got to be able to shorten some of these answers and stay on point or he's not going to gain any traction. I got to I got to take this call from Chicago. So here's what's been typed up in front of me. Does Michael support RFK Jr. Because I'm not even going to read the rest of that sentence, Tom. Do you think that Michael supports every Tom, Dick and Harry that Michael has on his show? Michael's a talk show host. 
Sorry, Tom, I'm talking it, to you. It seems like you're giving a... Now, Michael, it seems like you're giving a platform to somebody just... Oh, jeez, you're fading on me. Hey, wait, sit on hold. Sit on sit on hold. You're, you're in a, a poor cell, and I want to hear what you have to say. Peter, you're in Massachusetts. Quickly, hi. Hi. Well, first, I want to commend you for putting on Robert Kennedy, uh, in spite of what you can expect will be blowback. Most importantly, I don't know about, I, I am 79, so I know the Kennedys and, uh, as, as a citizen. But more important, I don't know about the assassinations. I've listened to these theories. But what's important is what Robert Kennedy is saying about how much debt we have, how much we spend on foreign wars for which we get nothing. And I'm listening to him. I voted twice for Trump. And I am seriously listening to what he's saying about what's important to America, our investment in um bases around the world to which we get nothing and the problems in this country peter the the whole vax aspect of him is a very little part of his agenda but you're damned if you do and damned if you don't i watched his full two-hour announcement from boston on c-span something else i recommend people do i don't even know if the word vaccination or vaccine is is used in it but as a person speaking to him if you don't raise that, then why didn't you ask him about that? And knowing that he that he believes that the CIA played a role in his father's killing and his uncle's, if you don't ask about that, then like why didn't you bring that up? Am, am I am I absolved? By the way, TC, am I absolved that if I speak to him again, I don't know if I will. But now I get to move on from all those things and talk about a whole myriad of other issues so that pe- I protected and inoculated myself against the idea of, well, you didn't ask this. Did you just use the word inoculated? Because I think that was an unusual choice of <laughs> turn of phrase. See what I mean? Oh, boy. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required 
accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, back with more reaction to my interview yesterday face to face in front of a live audience in the burbs of Philly with RFK Jr. Yes, of course, we talked about vaccines. Here's the short version oversimplified. Okay, give me a little slack here because I want to cover some ground in the book, the book that he's written about Dr. Fauci, the very uh, harsh condemning book that he's written about Dr. Fauci. He makes a pitch where he says that in the 1980s on Ronald Reagan's watch, Big Pharma was provided with a blanket immunity liability shield that led to spurred them to crank out a whole host of vaccines that in the process, they ran roughshod over regulatory agencies, essentially putting us in a position where we and especially our kids were injecting things into their system that they should not have. And a whole host of maladies, of abnormalities then resulted, not the least of which, according to RFK Jr., is is autism. So. Again, knowing this was going to come up, I mean, what what is the response? The, the response, as I offered, and I'm not sure if it's going to be in the clip that I'm about to play for you, is that autism is not something you get a blood test for and have diagnosed. Autism is not something for which you get an MRI or a CAT scan. And like, aha, there's it, it's behavioral. It's di- It's diagnosed based upon behavior. And what also transpired in that era is that autism only entered the DSM. I'm not sure whether it was the three or the four at that time. So it was not something that had been fully recognized previously. You also need to factor in, and I said these things to him in rapid order, but you also need to factor in that that autism became subject to funding for special education. So there was an added incentive for a diagnosis of autism that had not previously existed that came in in the late 80s. There was a lot going on. And I then asked him to point me in the direction of, of one peer-reviewed uh, published study that would link autism with vaccination. And and this is a part of our, again, watch the whole thing. It's in my social media. It's on my YouTube page. But here's a part of that exchange. And then I want to offer a follow up. Is there a peer reviewed research document that you can point me to that determines there's a direct causal connection between the vaccines, which you are so critical of and autism? Many, many. Give me, many, give, many. give me one and we'll let the fact checking well, commence after you the know, program. What, what I would suggest is I've I've put 
I mean, one of them would be the first Stratton study, which is CDC study. So CDC actually was very worried about this in 1999, and CDC went out and looked at the and took the vaccine safety data link, which is the biggest uh, repository of vaccine health information. It is the medical records of the 10 biggest HMOs. So they have all your vaccine records in there, and they have all your and health And what's the records. conclusion, according to you? And well, when they looked at the hepatitis B vaccine, they, they compared children. They have millions of kids in this database. They compared children who got the hepatitis B vaccine in the first 30 days of life with children who did not. So children who got it later or didn't get it at all. And they found an 1,135% increased risk for autism diagnoses in children who got it. And what they did, we, we now... Maybe it's correlation, not causation. There are a lot of other environmental changes that have taken place in the world, right? True. And, and I do not and have never believed that autism, uh, the, the autism explosion... But now you've got to let's notice that you're changing the argument here. The autism explosion is not the result of one uh, covariable. In other words, vaccines. There are children today are swimming around in a toxic soup. Okay. Among those that I consulted with in anticipation of the interview, lots of people, but including our friend Dr. Maz. Right. Who guest hosted here coincidentally just last Friday. Maz, who who is the co-CEO of, of the entire Cooper Health System. Uh, Christine Collins, Dr. Christine Collins, who did in the midst of her residency last summer, a one month internship with me. Best month ever. Provided a great deal of research for me in advance of the interview. And joy. So they both listened to the interview yesterday. And then Dr. Collins came back to me and she said this. I requested a peer reviewed study. but I mean, they have access to all the medical databases that I do not. And frankly, I wouldn't understand. She writes to me, I requested a peer-reviewed study that demonstrates a direct link between autism and vaccines. In response, he mentioned a 1999 study by Thomas Verstraten presented at the CDC Simpsonwood Conference. RFK argued that this study's data indicated an 1,135% higher chance of autism diagnosis in children who received the hepatitis B vaccine. And ladies and gentlemen, you all just heard that. However, upon examining Verstraten's work, it seems that he never conclusively found a statistically significant association between vaccines and autism. RFK is likely referring to the initial data from the first part of Verstraten's trial, which was based on calculations from a large vaccine database. These calculations initially suggested a possible link between thimerosal in vaccines and neurodevelopmental disorders, but no strong statistical significance was found. In 2004, after a second phase of the trial, Verstraten published his data in a peer-reviewed journal concluding that no consistent significant associations were found between thimerosal-containing vaccines and neurodevelopmental outcomes. Based on this information, I would hardly call this a smoking gun as to proof of an actual connection or causal connection. And indeed, now I have in front of me from the journal Pediatrics, uh, January of 2004, headline, Safety of Thimerosal-Containing Vaccines, a two-phase study of computerized health maintenance organization databases. Here's the conclusion in one tight paragraph. No consistent 
significant associations were found between TCVs and neurodevelopmental outcomes. Conflicting results were found at different HMOs for different for certain outcomes. For resolving the conflicting findings, studies with uniform neurodevelopmental assessments of children with a range of cumulative thimerosal exposures are needed. I think I was abundantly fair in saying to him yesterday, give me something. Like, what is the one peer-reviewed journal that you would point me towards for a causal connection between vaccines and autism? And Dr. Collins found, I I can't sit there, I can't sit there in real time, gang. Uh, You know, I can establish the record. But now Dr. Collins has provided me, like, here's what he was talking about. And I'm, I'm, you know, not a physician, but I can read a conclusion that says no consistent, significant associations were found. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.